Welcome once again to the Wide Teams Podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers. Located on the web at wideteams.com and on Twitter at Wide Teams. This is episode 29. I'm your host, Avdi Grimm. In this episode, I talk to John Hawkins. John is one of the founders of Nine Seeds, a software consultancy specializing in WordPress customization. John is living the freelance dream. He's making his own schedule. He's working with his friends all over the country. I talked to him about how he came to found a completely dispersed company and how he and his coworkers get stuff done despite being scattered around the U.S. Nine Seeds is just another great example of how distributed teams are changing the face of work every day. John had a lot of tips to share about building a dispersed company, so I hope you enjoy what he had to say. Okay, this is Avdi Grimm with WideTeams.com, and I'm talking today with John Hawkins of Nine Seeds LLC. Hello, John. Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's going going great, going great. Um, so, um, uh, first of all, uh, if you would, tell me a little bit about uh, who you are, uh, what you do, uh, and, uh, and also where you are. Sure. Um, so, I'm John Hawkins, as you mentioned, and uh, I'm actually based out of Las Vegas, Nevada, and the company that I started is NineSeeds.com, or NineSeeds LLC, but NineSeeds.com is our site. We basically focus um, the majority of our time working on WordPress development. So we do custom theme development, custom plugins, more on the custom plugin side than anything else. Um, but uh, so we have uh, a group of guys uh, spread all over, and uh, we make the circuit going to all of the different WordCamp events and uh, and drum up business and we're pretty busy. Cool. Um, so actually, uh, before I jump into into the uh, the dispersed uh, teams aspect, I'm um, just kind of uh, personal curiosity. Um, as somebody who uses WordPress, uh, what kind of plugins have you developed? So we've we've actually developed a, a fair amount of them at this point. Um, it, it's kind of funny because a lot of the stuff that we develop never really gets seen by the general public because we get contacted by companies that need something specific, and so we build it and it goes into the like their back end of their system. Um, like for example, we have a we have one large client who we've actually been doing constant development on their site since uh, January of this year, and uh, you know. 98% of the stuff that we've done for them, nobody will ever see. But it, uh, it allows them to kind of connect their, their front-end uh, web-based web uh, business with their print media business. And it passes data back and forth and, and uh, allows them to have kind of one centralized point of uh, development. But some of the things that we've actually released recently is the uh, WP Event Ticketing plugin and also the WP Affiliate Manager which basically allows you to kind of cut out the middleman and uh, run your own affiliate network uh, if you wanted to sell products and have aff and pay affiliates to uh, to drive traffic for you. Uh, this this plugin will kind of do that for you. 
Oh, very cool. All right, so um, so as as you said, you have a, a, a distributed team. How many people um, are are in your team, and uh, just how widely are they uh, are they uh, dispersed? We have three core uh, company owners. There's there's myself, Todd, and Shane. Uh, Todd and myself, we're both here in Las Vegas, and Shane is actually in the middle of Texas. Um, and then we have three right now, three possibly four uh, subcontractors that work for us that are they're all actually friends from our previous job. Um, we when we started talking about bringing on new people and especially when you're talking about subcontracting. We didn't want to do any of the whole offshore type, you know, outsourcing and stuff like that. that. That had no interest to us. What we wanted to do is we want to work with people who ultimately, as you know, as the business grows, we would we would just plan on bringing them on full time. So we've got uh, one guy in L.A., one guy in uh, Florida, and one in Minnesota. So we're, we're a little bit all over the country. So I mean, how did that come about? Was that was that because you were just trying to keep keep um, keep in touch with and keep working with um, people that you already knew that that you became a, a distributed team? Yeah, basically, uh, you know, Shane Shane and I had uh, after we met at WordCamp Los, uh, Las Vegas in 2009, we we kind of became fast friends. And, um, I was at that time I was in a job that I really hated and. Uh, so we kind of got to a point where we, we were working together so much on side projects that we were like, hey, you know, we should maybe see if we can start a business doing this. And uh, Todd, who was just an absolutely brilliant programmer, was a, a complete natural fit for for joining us. So the fact that Shane was in Texas and I was here in Vegas, neither of us are really in a position to move. So um, we just decided to start working remotely and, and kind of see where it goes. And then when it started coming to needing additional help, um, like I said, I, I really wanted to just work with people that I knew and trusted, and uh, all of those people actually, um, when I met them, were here in Las Vegas working for the company I worked for previously, and uh, you know they've just kind of moved on to other other ventures, and you know they wherever they've landed is where they've landed, and. Since our core company isn't, you know, what we do can be done from anywhere, which is so great. I mean, if you, you know, you want to have your laptop and work from the beach, that's fine with me as long as you get your work done. Mm -hmm. So uh, where they're at doesn't really matter uh, to me nearly as much as, uh, you know, who they are and what they what they do. Mm -hmm. And and has that been working out? Yeah, absolutely. We've we're, we're I'd say that we're pretty much thrilled with the uh, the way that things are going. Um, you know, there's there's definitely challenges. Uh, you know, we've got guys that are um, first off, we've got guys that are three hours ahead of of our time, uh, which you know can kind of be a, a scheduling issue. And then we've also got guys that um, you know we, we definitely don't run a nine to five shop. Or you know, my previous job, I worked from seven to four, and we just don't do that. This is uh, we're we're very much in the you know whatever whatever time of day works best for you to work, go ahead and do it as long as you're getting your work done. That's fine with us. So describe for me, if you would, uh, just a day in the life of your workflow. Mine's pretty boring. <laughs> I, I kind of got the uh, I kind of got the the admin side of most of this job, but. For me, I, I'm typically at my desk by about eight, 
And um, like I said, I do have one large client who we've been working with uh, you know, steadily since January, where um, I have a uh, I have a scrum meeting with them uh, over Skype every morning at nine, and it's typically like a ten minute call. And then after that, you know, it's uh, it's typically about two hours of checking email and uh, sorting out all of the the different project statuses and. Um, I'm in charge of, of managing like all of the uh, the track tickets and making sure everything is on on track. And mm-hmm. after that, I, I typically, you know, I also handle things like the the accounting. And um, these are all things that I would love to hand off as soon as we get to a uh, a size that warrants it. But you know, until that time, I, I don't mind. So I I probably spend about eighty percent of my time doing admin level work mm-hmm. uh, or business development work. Kind of a, a same same basic thing, and then about twenty percent of my day is actually either producing content or um, actual physical work for uh, for clients. Okay, um, so what are the um, what are the main channels of communication that your that your team uses to uh, to keep in sync with each other? First and foremost is instant message. Um, we're we're all on instant message all day long. Um, and so you can you can reach any of us uh, that way. That's that's kind of I don't know where we would be without instant message. Um, and then you know after that it kind of falls into if uh, if we need to talk for uh, you know longer if we need to if it starts turning into anything more than about four or five sentences we we typically will hop on Skype for a quick call. Skype's nice because we can just drag multiple people into it, and it's very simple. Or if you're doing a one-on-one and you need to do a screen share or something like that, it, that's very simple. Um, so Skype would be second. Um, phone, FaceTime is, uh, you know, the, the Apple FaceTime is, is a blast. And so as long as you're not being, you know, as long, if you're not tied down to needing to be sitting at a desk for the for the conversation, then then that's definitely another another great one and email email really has kind of fallen to uh to, to last on the list though for us really the um most everything we do is is via instant message okay um and uh do you do much is there much uh sort of direct um collaboration on things or, pe- or are people mostly sort of breaking off and and working on their own the uh the subcontractors that we have, they all are, are basically tasked with um, pretty much self-sufficient, self-standing projects. So they, they'll they take it, and we've got one guy who develops one specific thing for us, another guy who develops one specific thing for us. And then when you're talking about the, the, the core owners, we are the ones who are typically working on projects that are either internal or longer-term projects, and we do a, we do a fair amount of collaboration on on those. Mm-hmm. Um, what have been what have been the biggest challenges that you've run into? Um, and have there been any unexpected um, roadblocks in uh, developing this this uh, distributed um, model? Well, I mean, the biggest roadblocks probably uh, you know the the time difference, um, getting used to. Yeah, like I said, my previous job I worked from seven to four, but so did. You know, I worked there with uh, almost 400 people, and they were all there from 7 to 4. So it made it very simple. If I needed to talk to you, I knew you were going to be there. Um, where 
as it is now, you know, I could wake up and, and be at my desk at eight and have a question about a project and not be able to get an answer for six hours. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's kind of tough. You know, you, you just kind of need to work around those things. Right. And I mean, what uh, do you do then? Well, typically, it, it really it boils down to setting expectations for you know with the clients and um, and things like that. So you know, most of our clients know what our work schedule is. We we try to make that real clear that you know, look, we're not a we're not a nine to five company. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's important that they that they understand that. And um, you know, we we haven't really run into too terribly many problems with. Uh, with the time scheduling, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, you know sometimes it is. It's just a matter of having to wait uh, six hours or, or something like that for a for an answer. Mm-hmm. If it does, you know, obviously if uh, if it was an emergency, I could pick up a phone and call. But you know, uh, people typically don't call me at two a.m. if they have a problem. They mm-hmm. would just wait until I'm at my desk at eight. So I I, I kind of try to afford them the same uh, the same respect. Mm-hmm. And your clients have been um, have they been pretty understanding of that? Absolutely, we haven't. I don't think we've had a single client say, "Gee, how come you're not getting back to me until one in the afternoon?" Mm-hmm. You know, look, you know, people. I think uh, I think it's kind of um, kind of becoming a little bit more standard too that people are understanding when you're when you're dealing, especially when you're dealing with a smaller company uh, or even like a, a consultant or a freelancer. There's there's almost that expectation that they have a full time job and that they're doing some you know that they're doing this other stuff on the side, um, which isn't what we're doing obviously. But you know I think in the I think in the freelance community that uh, you know the the getting stuff done late at night is uh, is is fairly standard. Mm-hmm. So, um, have there um, have there been any uh, sort of converse of the previous question? Have there been any were, were there any things that you thought um, would be a bigger problem than they actually turned out to be with with being so far removed from each other? You know. Um Again, I, I came from a I came from corporate America, right? Where mm-hmm. you know uh, we had we had offices, we had cubes, we had conference rooms, and uh, not being able to just walk over and pull three guys into a, into a ten minute meeting um, and draw something on the whiteboard and things like that. I, that was something that I was really kind of afraid of, uh, you know, going into this because I'd done that other for 10 years and it's just kind of, you know, it's second nature to be able to just walk over to somebody's desk and, and solve something in, in a five minute conversation where now it may take us a little longer because I might have to, you know, go and generate, you know, a couple of screenshots, put them somewhere mm-hmm. and then an email and disperse it between three or four guys um, to kind of get my point across. But uh, it turns out it's not it's not that big of a deal. And once you kind of get into the habit of, of doing it, it uh, it's just really not that big of a deal. And it's, it's mm. something that you can kind of work around. Do you find yourself parallelizing work uh, because of that? Like like you, you send off a question and then you switch over to something else? Absolutely. I there I don't know the last time I've ever worked for more than 2 hours on one project at a time, you know, it's mm. uh, I'm I'm constantly uh swapping around which um I try to have the rest of my team not do that because there's there's a lot of value lost 
by uh, by hopping projects. Um, it, I mean, it's a it's a terrible time waster, uh, not being able to dive fully into a project and stay on it for three or four or six hours at a, at a clip. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, it's okay. I, it, I think it might be just because of the way my brain works. I'm I'm always switching between things anyway, mm-hmm. so. Uh, for me, it hasn't really been a problem, and like I said, I just try to make sure that my uh, my guys. All I'm really trying to do is I'm trying to facilitate my guys staying focused. So if that means that I'm you know doing 20 minutes of work on this just to make sure that Shane keeps moving forward, and then a half an hour on this just to make sure Todd keeps going, then then I think my day is a success. Mm-hmm. You talked about being at your desk at at eight. Um, do you have um, a pretty um, do you have pretty like a pretty good idea of what everyone's schedule is, um, or is it pretty flexible? Um, it is pretty flexible, but at the same time, uh, you know, people are who they are, and they're they're going to do what they're going to do, and you're going to fall into a pattern. So, yeah, everybody everybody has a a pretty set uh, program. I'm I'm here by eight, uh, and when I get when I get online, Shane is typically online as well, but. Mm-hmm. That's that's 10 a.m. for him, and um, right now we're kind of in uh, we're kind of in crunch mode for a couple of projects that we're working on. Mm-hmm. So it's not uh, it's not uncommon to you know to be able to log in at any time of day and find myself and Shane mm-hmm. online. Where Todd kind of uh, Todd is a little bit he, he works later on, so you won't see him in the morning. You'll see him. He'll probably show up around noon. Um, but then at the same time, you'll, you'll also see him working at 2 a.m. So, um, it's, it's pretty standard though. Do you meet up in person, um, at all? Uh, Todd and I worked together at our previous job, so we've been friends for, for eight years. So Todd and I actually meet, uh, on a eh, fairly regular basis, at least for lunch or, uh, to talk about projects now and again. But, uh, other than that, the, we do all, um, kind of get together whenever we get a chance and typically what we do is we schedule that around WordCamp events. Okay. So if we're, um, which that's how we do our advertising anyway is by sponsoring uh, WordCamp events. So we're, if we're sponsoring, uh, either Shane or I typically will speak at one of these conferences. So if that's the case and it's somewhere that is kind of a, uh, if it's going to be a, a specific one, like WordCamp up in Portland is a, is a really awesome event. So, uh, our whole team went there. So we go there, we get to meet the night before, hang out, go to dinner, talk, you know, talk about projects, etc. Um, but as far as meeting in person, it's really the only time. Mm-hmm. Now, um, do you see this scaling? I mean, do you think you'll keep, um, as you as you grow as a company, do you think you'll keep um, growing, you know, with without regard to, to where um, new new employees are located or do you think at some point you'll pursue having a uh, uh, an actual on office location I you know what I can't imagine getting up and going to an office again um, if I never have to do that again that'll be great <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I, 
I think I think right now, um, you know, here's the thing. I, I work from home, so you know, I can go three days without seeing sunlight, which isn't necessarily a great thing. So um, I, I'm looking for things like uh, right now, Vegas is just kind of doesn't really have it, but I'm looking for like a co-working space where I can, you know, drop in a couple of days a week if I want to. Um, the trick is I kind of live outside of Vegas, and you know, not very far, but ten minutes. So if if I have to. If I have to drive 20 to 30 minutes to a place just to go get set up to go work, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know how I don't know how interested I am in that as well. So I, I'm really looking for, I guess, the best of both worlds, where I want something um, that is convenient, but that I can get to uh, and drop in kind of when I want, but also I want it five minutes away. <laughs> so, right. Uh, but no, I can't imagine ever being uh, being in an office again. Mm-hmm. Please no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so um so I mean you talking about finding something like co working, do you find yourself getting a little bit um isolated at times because of working from home? Not necessarily isolated, um because like you know, I'm I'm on instant message all day long. Um but you know, there is that I mean there you know, obviously there's a human interaction and you know, I've got my wife and my kids here, but mm-hmm. it's it's that's completely different, you know. It's uh, I I don't have that one-on-one FaceTime with uh, with other people, so um, I I don't really feel like it's an isolation mm-hmm. so much um, as uh, kind of needing just that. Uh, you know, back in back in corporate America days, I had a I had a 15 minute drive to work, and uh, that 15 minutes of alone time in the car. Um, was really important, and I kind of don't really have that as much as I did before, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think that's an important an important piece. And so it's I don't even know that it's so much needing a place to necessarily go, like let's say an office, um, but just uh, maybe it's just uh, you know kind of structuring it so that I I take some time to get out and just go nothing by myself for a while i don't know uh mm-hmm. I, I guess i haven't figured that part out yet one thing that um that some dispersed teams um find more difficult um than than co-located ones is bringing new team members on board um do you have any thoughts on that um you know it sounds like most of the people that you're working with right now uh, are people that you already know and have already worked with. But if, if you were to bring someone on board uh, that that you hadn't worked with, how would you handle that? How would you bring them into the culture? Well, so we're, we're really uh, deeply involved in the WordPress community. Um, so for us, we, you know, we, uh, we attend a lot of WordCamp events and we meet a ton of developers. And even if we don't necessarily meet them in person, um, you know, these are people that we're talking to on Twitter and on Facebook and then eventually on IM or meeting in person and things like that. So I think for us, uh, you know, I don't, I don't see us ever work bringing anybody on as a subcontractor or as a full-time employee um, without actually knowing them to some degree first um, knowing knowing what they're you know seeing their work and things like that uh, I, you know there there's just so there's just so much out there that uh, that can go wrong and you know when you're when your name is on that invoice and your name is attached to that project uh, that's going out to the client. It, you know, I, th- I think that's far more important. And for us, we'd rather 
we would rather turn down jobs that uh, that we don't necessarily have time to do than give it to a subcontractor that has the potential that we don't know for sure, mm-hmm. but could have the potential to, to make us look bad. And so, yeah, I, I think that's a that's a very that's a very difficult one. And I'm I hope it's something that uh, the the Internally, I hope it's something that we can kind of avoid just mm-hmm. by getting out there and meeting these people in person and, you know, go to dinner with somebody. You, you know, you, you learn a lot from them, I think. That makes sense. So um, I ask this um, of pretty much everyone I, I talk to. Um, if there is one piece of advice that you could give uh, to someone who is uh, starting up a, uh, a dispersed team, um, what would it be? You know, probably to uh, make sure that the people that you're kind of getting into this with are people that you know and just trust implicitly. I mean, you you got to basically be able to give them passwords to everything. You know, this this is some these are people that you are going to be again. It's your name on that uh, on that door. So uh, you got to make sure that the people that you're working with are you know as dedicated as you are. And um, are, are going to hold up their end of the bargain, and the, you don't want to get six months into this and realize, oh wow, uh, it, you know, I, I really thought that uh, this guy was as passionate about this as I was. It turns out he was just in it for a quick buck. Mm-hmm. You know, that, obviously that you, it's impossible to know that immediately, but uh, you know, I think if you know people, um, you can you can at least make a, a, a wise judgment. Fair enough. All right. Uh, before you go, um, is there anything you'd like to say about uh, Nine Seeds or about any other anything else that you're involved w- uh, with to the uh, listeners? Well, like I said, we uh, we released the WP Event Ticketing plugin. There's a free version of it out there in the repo. I, I definitely suggest you check it out if you're running any kind of event. It uh, it's pretty slick. Um, we're working on a pro version of it. Um, it's it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be pretty sexy, I think. Um, we're, we're really excited. So hopefully that'll launch in sometime in January. And, uh, you know, sign up for our newsletter. We, we'd love to have you. We, uh, we've got a lot of stuff on the go, and we're, we're really excited. And that's 9seeds.com with the numeral 9? That's right. And how can people find you on the web? So for me, I'm pretty much Vegas Geek anywhere you go. So on Twitter, it's at Vegas Geek. Facebook, uh, Vegas Geek. Uh, VegasGeek.com is my personal blog. Um, or Nine Seeds, you can hit me there. And John at Nine Seeds will, uh, will get you to me as well. Well, John, thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Wide Teams podcast. Please visit us on the web at wideteams.com to leave feedback and enjoy more articles, screencasts, and conversations about dispersed teams. The Wide Teams podcast is a service of ShipRise LLC and is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike license. Our music is by Giles Boquette. Until next time, this is Avdi Grimm signing off. Wild, 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 wild,